That was Shame It's Not Now by Girl and Girl. And I'm joined now by band members Kai, Jaden, and Auntie Liss. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Excited <laughs> to be My pleasure. Here. So excited. My very first question for you is I was wondering how your name came about, Girl and Girl. I am under the impression there's only one female in your band. So if, I, don't know if, I don't know if Auntie Liz is one of the girls, but uh, who's the other one or what's the story with that? Yeah, good question. What story are you going to make up this time? Well, you go for it, me. <laughs> me? Good take um, time. There's no fun story. It's, I think I was driving in the car with my sister once and like it was like a stutter and I accidentally said girl and girl. Instead of what? <laughs> Instead of what? What were I don't you even trying know to say? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't you say, look at that girl over there or that girl and girl over there? It was something just <laughs> really mundane and stupid. Usually um, I try to make up a fun story, but I can't think of anything fun. You know what? Right I now, appreciate so I just, the honesty and so will all of the listeners. <laughs> We like authenticity. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see if you're going to make something up for this one because I've heard that your music's been described by you or someone else as desperate rock, which I thought was quite funny. Um, are you desperate? Where does the desperation come from? What is that about? Um, yeah, I think I'm the desperate part of the band <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's reflected in our live shows more than anything. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, like we're all sort of bursting to get it out when it's live. I don't know if you can hear that in the Spotify recordings. Like, I feel like we try to do that, but I don't know if it comes through as well. When, when you say it's live, um, yeah, it's much, it's very present, that desperate feeling, the energy is really there, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we've tried to um, bring that across in the recording in the recordings. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely um, imagine that it's even more intense when you're playing live. But even in the recordings, there is kind of that feeling of like, I think your songs build up really well. There's like a lot of tension to them, and it kind of makes you feel like you have to move. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like you can't really sit still yeah. while listening. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's, Thank what, we, you, that's yeah. what we want. Yeah, that's sort of the intention, like. <laughs> Yeah, the, the idea is kind of that it's like that we're sort of bursting to get it out. Yeah. At, at the moment, like our sound right now. I don't know if that will always be the case, but that's that's how it is. Yeah, now. it wasn't really something that we set out to do, but it's how it's coming across to yeah. us, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. I love that yeah. idea of like, try, love like bursting to get something out. It's kind of like when you're telling a story to someone or you're trying to express yourself and you're just like tumbling of your words and you're speaking really fast and you're just trying to get the idea out kind of thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is definitely like, I think that's what lends so much of your, the kind of feeling of um, your songs being quite conversational and also like even confessional at times, like mm. especially in, I think of Shame It's Not Now, there are these really funny lines in it, like um, admitting that you hate shepherd's pie and yeah. telling them that you're, uncomfortable all the fucking time you know so I wanted to know what's your process for writing your lyrics is it like you do it together is it mainly one of you that takes the lead on that um it's generally me who writes the lyrics and 
therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, I don't know, I play and then I sing to it. I never like write lyrics, if you know what I mean. Like I just, I don't know. I Like we, like I take a song to a jam and then we play it and then I sing to it until I find melody, what sounds the, right. The yeah, the melody. And then I the just comes out here. Free, free flow. Yeah, and then freestyle. Yeah, and often when you do do the freestyling, it does turn into something else. Yeah, every now and then. sometimes go with it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, but, like, sometimes that doesn't work. Like, we've got, I think we've got three songs now that we're playing live that I have to make up lyrics for every time we play live. (laughs) So, like, sometimes it takes a very long time to find, like, a set of lyrics that fit well. Yeah, sometimes the day before we record them. Yeah, yeah. Generally, no that's the case. When they recorded, they're solid. Yeah, like Ocean Song. That was, I think that was the day of. I was like, oh, I should probably write lyrics to this now. You sound like you're yeah, just as bad at procrastinating as me. I always am, like the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pretty much applies to every aspect of my life. Yeah, <laughs> not just lyrics. But, University as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But at the same time, though. Um, <laughs> I feel like it kind of works in your favor because we, you know, we've talked about already, like how it has this desperate feeling. You can't get that any clearer than when you're really trying to write something under pressure, you know? And also I feel like it (laughs) eliminates any like over editing, you know? So it feels more, it feels more honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe the desperation just comes from me not knowing what I'm singing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also, one of the things that I really enjoy about your music is that I don't want to offend people from Queensland because I really don't know much about Queensland, but when I picture Queensland in my head coming from Melbourne, I'm like, oh, this really sunny place. Everyone's like really tan and happy all the time. And they're like, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, they're like surfing and whatever. I don't know, like eating their acai bowls. (laughs) The music though, like the music that you guys make does not add up to that image in my head at all it has like if anything I think you're like some rock or like punk rock band from like the 70s from Britain or something um <laughs> dark Britain yeah literally I wanted to know how you guys found this sound like was it always established when you started making music because I think it was just what Kai and Jaden you guys started just the two of you in high school right yeah yeah we started at the end of yeah. high school do you think your styles evolved or like did it change when Auntie Liz and Kobe got involved? Um, it's definitely, I'd say improved, n- not necessarily evolved. Um, well, we've learned how to play guitar better. <laughs> yeah, but not style. really. Hey. <laughs> don't, don't think the style has ever been intentional. And when somebody said post punk, we're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, we it's like we don't really have the <laughs> musical capacity to decide on a style. It's just like whatever style we are playing is going to be our style. Sort yeah, of so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, people, the different comparisons that people come up with. Yeah, it is. It weird. hasn't been an intentional to go into a particular style. It's just been creative in our own sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah I find the um we get the Smiths all the time, which is. Like I never ever listened to the Smiths, which is really weird. I think um, a lot of Jaden's lead is like Smiths esque. Mm. You're into the Smiths, hey? Jayden. A little bit. I used to listen to them a little bit when I was about eighteen. Yeah, okay. But it's not like 
It's not like they're our <laughs> heroes. <laughs> yeah. Write any lyrics. You're not like yeah, a, yeah. a Smiths tribute band. <laughs> no. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting when people start making comparisons um, and we haven't even thought of it. Yeah, it is strange. Yeah. 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 How the sounds, yeah, it's like we haven't sought a sound. We've just, it, it's, it's just happened. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Definitely. And the Smiths comparison is interesting, I guess, with like some of your lyrics and stuff are quite can be a bit dark and quirky and yeah yeah i guess there's a couple like depressing songs like white tiles <laughs> i guess yeah white tiles is dark we'll talk about that later yeah. <laughs> i love it <laughs> uh yeah that being said though like what i also even though i'm here throwing out certain comparisons one of the things i appreciate the most is how original i think your sound feels like to notice that there is a certain sound that feels very Australian but then also seeing how people carve out different spaces or how they kind of um, subvert those expectations of what Australian music sounds like and I feel like you guys are doing something quite different in ways and basically I'm just trying to say (laughs) I think you're original as well as seeing certain um, similarities with the other people that I love so yeah it's cool thanks very much yeah Yeah, very welcome yeah. We're a mystery. A mystery. <laughs> mystery band. <laughs> I also, I wanted to ask you guys, um, because we joked about it a bit before, about how it's like a, ma- a mafia thing, because you've got this mix of two families coming together to make music. Um, how did that happen? Like, it's not very usual to be in a band with your auntie or with your nephew for you, Auntie Liz. Tell me about how you guys started playing together. Um, there was a process, hey, like <laughs> me and Jada started in his garage, which I think the first song we learned to play was Yellow Sambarine. Hmm. Um, and then I feel like Anil started teaching me the drums for a while. You, you came to me and said, can you teach me how to play drums? Yeah. And then it was like, how long before? I'm yeah, as good as you? I got sick of it because I wasn't getting better. Oh, you were doing really well. You were doing really well. I said, and I said to you, why don't you give guitar a go? I wish I had learnt guitar. It's much more fun and creative. Like you get to be. And then every time I saw him, he had a guitar over his shoulder and the drums slowly got less and less. Yeah. So. Um, and then um, we went through like three or four drummers. We had like Jaden's girlfriend at the time was on drums for a couple of jams and then our another friend from high school who was just horrible. <laughs> Hi, if it's me. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jack. <laughs> um, and then listening. bass. Yeah, not as well. <laughs> but um, he would have been aware that he wasn't doing a good job. Um, and then bass, we went through like, oh, Fletcher. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> just to bring that up. <laughs> Yeah, he, we fired him. That was our first band firing because he um he cancelled on our first gig like two days before my mum's fiftieth birthday party. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in with them for a jam once, and that's how I ended up staying. Yeah, Annie Liz came to a jam once, and we were like, "Whoa, this is pretty cool." <laughs> well, this is what this is what you can do with the songs, like. How do you want it to start? How do you want it to finish? How many bars before this happens? Where change comes? It made them really think about their 
their songwriting and wow. what was happening. And um, the, the idea was that I was going to stay until they found someone and um, I've been having so much fun, I decided to stay. And yeah. I was really lucky that they want me to stay. <laughs> we do. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. I feel like there is, you guys really would have benefited from having someone so experienced as well joining the team. Oh, 100%. We were so like all over the place before Annie List, very unstructured and it was more of a hobby before Annie List joined and then she joined and it became like we could actually make something out of this sort of thing. Yeah. She sort of whipped us into shape. And what about you, Jaden? How'd you get your little brother involved, Kobe? Oh, good fashion. I think, well, he was learning how to play guitar as well and we sort of were missing a bassist. Um, so we roped him in. Um, he seemed pretty keen on it, so never looked back. That's cool. We, um, when I went away, and then he moved up to guitar, and then Poppy, guitar, stepped, in. And then Poppy stepped in. Yeah, my little sister back. was on base. Yeah. No, I remember we convinced Kobe to join by playing him. Um, we had oh, a recording Gamma of we that Beck song. Ray. Yeah, yeah, Gamma Ray. We played. We recorded Beck on our iPhone, and we played that to Kobe. That was it, like yeah. at your dad's gig. In the yeah, car park of your dad's been. gig, we played Kobe oh, a recording of Gamma Ray. And then he was like, <laughs> Did you not want to join before that? <laughs> no, nah, I feel like that was the first time. Okay. And that was the same night I convinced mm. you to get into my boot. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's what I said. <laughs> what? <laughs> a really big boot. And we were just curious to see how spacious it was. Okay. That's funny because I, okay, first of all, um, I thought of a boot like a shoe. And I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> uh, Massive boot. Yeah. It's like, how big is this guy? My boots. Um, then I realized you must be talking about a car boot. And that is <laughs> quite creepy, like white tiles, like you're off to bury a body type of thing. But yeah. <laughs> I might have to get some proof that Kobe's actually alive and well. Um, he. <laughs> <laughs> they go to work. Oh. Nah, he's at work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is a great segue. Wow, I timed that perfectly. Let's have a listen to White Tiles. I think what I love about this one is that it has a very creepy and cool kind of thing going for it. So, where exactly did that come from? What was kind of the concept for this song? Um, so I was living in Brisbane at the time in this little granny flat. Well, in a house, but in a granny flat below the house. Um, and it's basically the song is about, oh, it's just an existential crisis, which is what I didn't realise I was about to go through. Um, and I wrote it on the white tiles, like on the tiles of my granny flat floor. And You were lying on them, weren't you? Yeah, I was lying down and I'm just feeling a bit. It's not about, you know, being sad, you're going to die. It's just about like when you feel numb, you know, when nothing, when you don't really care about anything. Yeah. I don't know if that's a feeling you can relate to, but um, it so it's, it's, it's like you're going to die, but you're not so concerned, but at the same time, you're not concerned about living. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, like what, sorry? Apathy, you know, like not really mm. caring. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then. Yeah, so it's it's kind of gloomy. I don't really know exactly what the lyrics mean, 
like you can get it you can get a sense of what's going on but like specifically i don't know why there's a dog in in the school hall i think that's actually like the black dog no i think i was in primary school and a dog bit a teacher i think that's where that came from i don't know Mm. and then the teacher got really angry at the student i don't know know how that got into the song (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool Uh, yeah it's it's weird i'd say even the music kind of complements the darkness of the lyrics like i really love the opening where it's like do 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 or whatever people will would have just heard it and that's nothing what it sounds like but that's my impression (laughs) 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 but uh it's very like almost uh I think out of all of your songs I find this one really cinematic like I can it kind of makes me picture like a movie scene or like a scene in a tv show or something especially because I've been re-watching um Stranger Things so talking about tv series and videos and music videos ta-da see all of the connections that we can make um you have a music video that you put out last year right was it last year that you put out a music video for ocean song um yeah last year or early this year i can't really remember probably last year i think think it was last year yeah uh i couldn't find any other like full-length videos for your songs do you have plans to make Mm. others yeah funny you ask we just did two new clips, one for um, Sex on the Internet and one for a song that's coming out on our debut EP, which is coming out September 22, um, called Dr. Martin. And, um, yeah, they were really cool. We did them with a uh, local guy called Josh Northeast and, yeah, I'm super psyched about them. Yeah, lots of fun. That's really cool. That'll Are you be... in the videos themselves? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the, the sex on the internet one is like, is like me watching porn, but then you like cut to the porn, and then it's me in the porn, running from like porn stars. <laughs> oh my you god! Sounds incredible. <laughs> it's really meta. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Get to uh, flex your acting chops. How fun! Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There is a live recording of us playing Sex on the Internet at a So Far Sound oh, yeah. as well Yeah, online. We got some really mean comments on that. <laughs> YouTube people are so mean. Yeah, but you focus on the, on the mean stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> that actually um, relates to my next question as well, kind of, which is, Something yeah. that I thought about with sex on the internet was I was looking at the lyrics for that and also the ones for Shame It's Not Now. And I felt like both mm. kind of um, in a small way, they kind of comment on, at least to me, this situation that we have, which is like living in the time that we live in now, where so much of our lives are online, especially during COVID times and when you're in lockdown yeah. and stuff. And how much time we spend on our phones and everything, and how disconnected that can make us feel from real life. Because there's like that line in Shame It's Not Now where um, you say that my phone's my best friend. And then, you know, sex on the internet, obviously it's it's porn sex on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's definitely like this feeling of loneliness, I think, to both of them. Um, so I was wondering if you found for all of you guys that, making music do you think that it kind of helps you 
or do you feel like you connect with people by making music or is it more just about like self-expression I think definitely a connection um, with people when you're playing in front of an audience as well as um, networking with other bands and people that are interested to know about what you're doing is yeah it's definitely um, a connection there Um, connection on on social media as well with people it's yeah it's it's interesting when I was growing up playing music that you had to go for a record label to do it all whereas now with all the social media and the streaming platforms um, it's just so much more accessible to put yourself out there it's quite quite amazing how much it has changed and the opportunities for networking and meeting people in the industry industry that um, you're working with is just so much more open now whereas before you had to find a record company you'd have to record a demo send it off get feedback and if they liked it then maybe you would get some sort of deal or yeah yeah it was you had to have a lot of money to be able to do it all by yourself yeah it's interesting I yeah definitely um connecting with people through playing live and social media and the amount of bands and people that we've met? Yeah, I would say I don't play music like too many people, but as a result of playing music, I've met like so many people. Like um, Jaden and I moved to Brisbane at the start of the year and um, like I go to uni and up there and all that sort of stuff, but I've never met so many people than, than ha- when playing music sort of thing. Like yeah. I've met like 10 people at uni during my three-year degree and you know, within five months of living in Brisbane playing gigs, I've met like 50, like really good friends sort of thing. Like it's really, really cool. And I think like those two things you said, like do you play for self-expression or meeting people? I think that kind of goes like hand in hand. It's like, you know, making yourself vulnerable to a bunch of people opens all them up. Like if you open yourself up, people are willing to open up to you sort of thing. Putting your heart out there, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's... Exposing yourself. Yeah, just something that happens whether you whether you want it to or not. And I don't know why you wouldn't want it to happen. But, yeah, I think it's been really, really cool doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's really cool to see the impact that we have playing live on people and that people like, actually enjoy our shows and um, all the comments we get back on uh, Instagram and Facebook and whatnot are really cool. I never thought we'd ever get this far and. Um, definitely how Kai's put it where we've met so many people moving up here in Brisbane I don't know if that's just the scene or just um, how many friends we've made in Brisbane yeah it's been really cool yeah that's really awesome yeah it's um, it's probably the thing that I love most about music is at, like you were saying as well Kai like with opening yourself up and then um, by doing that allowing other people to also open up around you or to feel comfortable around you just the way that music yeah. can like connect people from so many different walks of life because it's kind of like at the core of this is so cheesy. I feel like I'm doing an after school special. Oh my God. But like <laughs> the core, like, you know, everyone has the very similar wants and needs. And um, yeah, mm. music is kind of magic. <laughs> wow. I'm going to yeah. make that my new um, bio. <laughs> music is magic, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's, that's literally our Instagram bio right now. Wait, this music, this magic. <laughs> Are you serious? Wait, I'm going to... No. Yeah, for real. 
Okay, I did not plan that. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> wow, that Jayden is so strange. Did it once. <laughs> That's well, funny. You okay? Maybe you didn't hear it here first. Maybe you heard it first on Girl and Girls uh, Instagram. Totally. Yeah. You heard it here second. So you said before that you guys have an EP coming out in September, right? Yeah, we that do. That is so exciting. How excited are you for that? Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're ecstatic. We've had it for over a year now. We've had it for so long. And so um, Shame, Tiles and Sex are all singles from that EP. So we've just been sort of drip feeding it to everyone because EPs are expensive and we don't have very much money. So we just wanted to like drag it out for as long as we can. And, and then, we have. Yeah, when would you look at that? It's lasted a whole year. Our first release in February and then we released the EP in September. So, but um, yeah, we're super excited for that. Um, we're releasing through Disobedient Records and um, as well as we're doing a run of vinyl through Colossus Records as well. Mm. So I think that if you want to buy one of our records, yes. the pre-sale's up. <laughs> Great. Tell everyone where they can go and pre-order. Um, go to girl and girl underscore music on Instagram and then click on the link in our Instagram bio below where it says where there's music, there's magic. <laughs> and then it should link you to a vinyl pre-sale. Amazing. That's very, very exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, really. I have one last question for you guys. So this is a Friday the 13th special. I don't know if you were aware that this Friday is the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am curious to know if any of you have ever had a supernatural encounter. Jadis. Oh, what about when we were sitting on the roof at the school and there was this like oh, yeah. massive flashes, beams of flashes of light behind us? Like a big green flash. We were sitting up there at like, it would have been like one in the morning, eh? It was like our old high school when we were up on the roofs um, at like one in the morning and then like these big like green flashes. And then didn't like all like um, building alarms and stuff go off? There was a, I feel like there was a few alarms that went off. Yeah, like car alarms and all that sort of. Yeah, that was weird. That sounds pretty I forgot great. about that. Yeah, that was for really mm. Nothing happened. That we know of. Yeah, that you know of. I think you closely escaped an alien abduction. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, I think Annie Liss has got some good ones. Maybe you were replaced by aliens. Maybe you're... Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kobe, but then he found out, so we put him in the booth. Yeah, hence why he's not here. Oh, my gosh, it's yeah, all exactly. together. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you cracked it. All right, Ooh. well, I want to thank you guys so very much for having this chat with me. It's been a blast. Thanks so very much for having us. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thank yeah, I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Great. Now we're listening to Sex on the Internet by Girl and Girl, and remember to go and pre-save their EP. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>